Bokar Tov, we're continuing the sixth chapter of the book of Shofetim. Yesterday, Gidon was met by an angel who, more like a messenger of God than an angel, because if it was some angelic creature, Gidon would have realized it immediately, but he doesn't. And then the angel basically does the miracle of causing the, the food that Gidon brings him to go up in smoke to burn. And you corrected me by saying, and even the soup he poured on the... the uh, on the korban to prove that the fire was coming from up high, and then Gidon says, "Oh my God! I'm, oh my gosh!" And then and he says, "Shalom lecha altira." The angel says, "Don't worry, you're not going to die. Uh, y- uh, you're going to have peace, meaning peace is going to be unto you." Which we know because mo- many people, when they experience the divine, they're always concerned with their death. We're actually going to see that also later in the story of Shimshon, where Manoach is going to also be concerned with his death when he sees an angel. Uh, the angel tells him to go and destroy the altar of the Baal and the Asherah tree that your father has. And you should take one of the cows. He has two cows. You should take both of them. Apparently the first one you should take just to get rid of it. The second one that is seven years old, you should take it and offer it as an offering to God in a new altar that you were to make. Now Gidon... Um, and this is, a, this is a message that comes to him in the middle of the night. So now Gidon goes, and he takes ten people, but he doesn't go in broad daylight. Does it matter that and it's ten exactly? I don't like, know. I feel like it's a minyan, like this is in front of God that he's doing it. I don't know, I don't know what the... the maybe, uh, uh, but the, that means he has eleven. He, t- he takes ten men if he has, ele- he has eleven. Why does he need eleven? Okay, so... He takes his ten men, and, but they're scared to go during broad daylight. They go at night instead. They go at night and they uh, destroy the altar and they cut down the tree. They use the wood from that tree. They bring the sacrifice to God on the new altar. And the people say, who did this matter? They seek it out and they said, it's Gidon, the son of Yoash, who did this matter. So now let's go back to Pasuk 30 inside. So the people of the city said to Yoash, Hotzeh bin Chabi Yamot. Bring out your son and he will die. For he has destroyed the altar of the Baal. And he cut down the Asherah tree that was there. Okay? So all these people of the city in Menashe, in this Avi uh, Ezri area, are so intent on doing their Abu Dazarah that when Gidon destroyed the Abu Dazarah, they want to kill him. So they go to the father and say, bring out your son and kill him. And, and this is, reminds us of the story of Abraham Avinu, who he destroyed his own father's uh, in the Midrash, he destroys his own father's uh, Abu Dazarat, and he was also brought out to be killed, but God spared his life. Now this time, Yoash is going to be brilliant in his response. The father of Gidon is brilliant in his response. Apparently, the father of Yoash has a sudden change of heart now. And he realizes that, I may believe in this God of Baal, but I love my son more. So he kind of forsakes the God of Baal, and he answers in the following way. And Yoash says to all of the people who were standing there, you know, aggressively and, and with, uh, with violent intent, Will you fight for the Baal? Will you be the ones to save the Baal? The person who fights against the Baal, he will die himself. If it is really a God, let the Baal fight for itself. Because the guy has destroyed his altar. So Yoash says, What, you think the Baal needs your help? You want me to bring out my son so we should kill him for the Baal? Let the Baal kill my son himself. 
Okay, so Vaikralo Bayomahu, so on that day they called him, they called Gidon Yerubaal Lemor Yarev Bohabaal, saying that the Baal would contend against him, uh, that he is the man whom we, the Baal should be attacking. Now, obviously, nothing comes of it, but that became his name, Yerubaal. Yarev Bohabaal. It was a combination of those words. The Baal should fight against him. Hinatatsat Mizbecho, for he destroyed the Mizbeach of the Baal. Okay, so so far in the Gidon saga, the Jewish people are suffering at the hands of Midian. Uh, we find Gidon, he's hiding while he's, he's uh, making, he's, he's cleaning grain in the wine press area. And the angel approaches him and Gidon starts complaining, what is this? I thought, I thought God took us out of Egypt. What happened to all the Niflaot? And he says, you be the one to go. And he says, no, who am I? I'm the lowest person. I'm the lowest tribe. What am I going to do to lead Israel? And then he says, you should do it. So then um, he says, uh, so then Gidon says, wait here. If you're an angel, wait here. I want to prove that you're an angel. So he comes back, he brings some food and the angel causes it to go up in flames. Then the angel disappears. Gidon's very scared. The angel says, don't worry, you're not going to die. And then uh, Gidon, the angel comes, or God comes to Gidon in a dream and he tells him, or at night, and he tells him, go destroy the Baal uh, uh, thing that's in your father's house. And he goes at night because he's scared to do it in the day. He destroys it. People come and say, hey, Gidon, what do you do? They want to kill Gidon. Yoash says, if you want to kill Gidon, just let the Baal do it for himself. He's a god. Let him fight for himself. Okay. Now, we, now that we know the backstory of Gidon, Gidon apparently, it doesn't tell us, but he apparently takes the leadership and he's, he accepts it. Okay. So now that we know the backstory of where he comes from and the context of how the people are at the time, what level they've, again, we pointed out yesterday, that the Jewish people are fully doing, still doing Abodah Zarah. So they're getting a Shofet, they're deteriorating, exactly. They're not even being good anymore. They're just fully doing Abodah Zarah, even with Gidon there. But now we have to go back to the Midian people and the Amalek people and the Menekedim people and see how the battle between them and Gidon ultimately has uh, uh, manifested So the people of Midian, Amalek, and the people of the East, who were the original antagonists, they gather together, they pass by, and they encamp in the Jezreel Valley. And the Spirit of God uh, was on Gidon, and he blew on the horn, on Shofar, by Isaac, Avi Ayazir, Harab. And the tribe of Aviezer gathered after him. What's, what's the tribe of Aviezer? It's his family within Minashe, meaning his extended family. So he blows his horn and Aviezer, they, they go and they basically they come and say, okay, lead us, lead us, Mr. General. Okay? But he doesn't stop there. He wants more people. It's not enough to just take his family out to battle against the three enemies. So, he sends angels, or messengers, sorry, not Malachim. Uh, he sends messengers to all of them. What? Malachim are. Malachim could be, either be messengers or angels. It's probably even the same thing. Uh, Malachim, even when it means angel, is just a messenger of God. So it's all, it really just all means messenger. So he sends Malachim, he sends messengers to all of Menasheh. And he gathers all of Menasheh, and Menasheh gathers unto him as well. Why does that make sense? Why does it make sense that he's gathering people from Menasheh? Because that's his people. It's a it's more extended family. He also sends messengers to Asher, Zebulun, and Naphtali, and they also um, came up to greet them. 
Okay, where is where are these three tribes? Find in the back of the book. Alone, open the back of your book. You have a, Yeah, I know, but let's let's see. Let's make sure that all of the the Yeah. We have Manasha in the middle. Uh, go go to the next page. You have a better there's a better uh, map. Or a previous page, next page, one of the one of the pages is a very good map. There. Yeah. Manasha in, in the middle. Okay, who are what other tribes he sent? Asher. Asher. He sent for Asher. Yeah. Are they bordering Menashe? Yeah. Uh, no. Okay. Oh, yes. yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He sent for Zebulun. Okay, they're not bordering, but... But they're close enough. And, and Naftali. So why did he skip Issachar? That's a good question. He doesn't... He skips Issachar. Who else does he skip? Who else is bordering him? He doesn't go him? down. He doesn't go down. He doesn't go to Ephraim. God... Mm-hmm. No, God's yeah. on the other side. God's on the other side of the Jordan, so that's understandable. He didn't go after Dan... So it's important, it's important to know Yisachar doesn't go to Which is very odd And he doesn't go to Ephraim Which is actually going to come up That's important to notice um, no, He does not go says, after Ephraim It says here That They were Here Apparently could not summon The southern tribe Because the Midianite forces Were blocking the roads Interesting So it says And he asked God for To perform two specific miracles Wait wait We're doing it now Okay now, what was Gidon's problem so far? What we've seen in him? He has no confidence. And he, he has, has no, no confidence. Trust in he has no trust. Exactly. What's happening like, in front of his face. Exactly. If you are an angel, make for me a, a miracle. He makes a miracle. Then the angel, the God tells him to go break his father's house. He takes 10 men and he's scared to go in the day. There was something about that in him, by the way. The Wait, so we see that the consistent problem with Gidon is that he's afraid... Of taking on, he doesn't have a confidence in God. Okay, so God has just sent him. He oh, he just gathers all of the people. He has an entire army with him, mm-hmm. and look what he does now. Pasuk thirty six. If you are really going to save Israel, as you said, he said, I'm putting a piece of wool in, in, the, in the, where do you put it? He puts it in the, in the what? It says on the floor. On the threshing floor, right? What's it called? The threshing floor? Yeah, threshing floor. Okay. He puts the piece of wool on the threshing floor. And he says, if you are going to save us, then I want to see that there's water on the piece of wool. But everything else remains dry. Dew. Dew, right. There's dew on the piece of wool, but everything else remains dry. So the next morning, the next morning he wakes up when the dew is supposed to be there. And he squeezes this piece of wool and behold, and dew dripped from the piece of wool. And it was a full bucket of water. It was a lot of water. Good. And he says, don't get angry with me. Let me ask one more thing. Now this time I want to see that the piece of wool remains dry and I want to see water all around. So, and I want to see dew everywhere else. God did so that night. And there was dryness on the piece of wool. But everywhere else there was water. So Gidon, this is what, the, the fourth miracle he's asking for? Two and three, no? Two and three. 
Um, first one was... Right, it's the, it's the fourth time we're seeing his lack of confidence. We said yes. it once when he was tasked with leading Israel. Two, when he, he asks for a miracle from the angel. Three, when... Yeah, three, whenever he can't go in the middle of the day to destroy the father's Baal, he does it at night. Four and five, he asks for two miracles back to back as he has the army already, already gathered. He gathered all of the army. It was saying here, he also didn't gather the army all in one shot because... He didn't believe that anybody would come. He's like, why would I call? Oh, that's that's interesting. If my family won't come, he first called the family. Yeah, hey, my family likes okay, me. Let me let me try my tribe. Try, yeah. Then then he went. Okay, let me now. Let's try these people. You know, that's very interesting. Very interesting. But but the point is, we're seeing that there's definitely a lack of emuna on Gidon's part, uh, which is also a sign. It's a lack of confidence, but, it, but it's also a sign of the times because as yeah, the the people get the leader that they deserve. If, if Devorah had any doubts, we did not hear of them. Devorah was pretty darn confident. But in a generation when the people have deteriorated, their leaders are also going to be a little bit more weak. They, they came, when they first introduced him, he's like, he couldn't even fathom that somebody yeah. would talk to him. Right. They approve it because it didn't exist. Right. But this constant checking, he's on the brink of going to war. God has already spoken to him two times, once through an angel, once at night. And he's commanded him this. And everything he's gotten, he already did a miracle for him and he still needs another miracle. He's like, are you still there? Are you still going to save us? I'm scared. I'm scared. Lucky, you know, like, right. Interesting. Let's continue. A little, uh, another positive parak sign. By Ashkem, Yerubaal, who Gidon, Yerubaal gets up. He is Gidon. He goes to a place called En Harod, and Midian people were to the north of him in Giv'ata More in the Jezreel Valley somewhere. Okay, so he is to the south, they are to the north. You have too many people with you. There's, the, the army is too big to give Midian in their hands. Lest Israel will say, I, did, I saved myself. Meaning, you have too many soldiers. Everybody's going to think they're doing this. And then they're going to forget that I'm, I am the one who's saving them. So he says, uh, whoever, go and call the people and say, whoever is afraid of war, they should go and they should return. And in the morning they should leave Har uh, Gilad. 22,000 people said, okay, we're scared. We don't want to come to battle. And they left. And only 10,000 remain. Tomorrow we're going, to sh- we're going to see what happens to the remaining 10,000, how many of those actually go to battle. All for the purpose of making sure the army is smaller so that people cannot deny and claim that it is not God Monday. who is uh, Monday. 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 Mon